welcome to the Acolytes of Merlin. Today we will be discussing The Last Argument of Kings, book three of the First Law Trilogy by Joe Abercrombie. We are your hosts, Johnny and John. And spoilers for the entirety of the First Law Trilogy, but only up to the first, the end of that trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's another one afterward, which um, I might check out because I I think it, uh, I, I don't know if it, it, it at least touches on some of the stuff that got, that got left unresolved, if I remember correctly, but we'll I, just have to see. I don't know, I just know that I am thoroughly enjoying the first spinoff, but I will not... Oh. Say anything else other than that. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, but yeah, um, in, until that point, um, it'll just be this uh, first three. Um, which, for the third book, I, I would say that I liked, like, it, it was probably, I mean, after the, like, first half or third maybe of um, the first book has been like go go go, and this was probably the most breakneck out of all of them, which is what I would want. Wouldn't want it to slow down. Um, so I, I enjoyed it. You know, I was I just kept turning the pages. So I enjoyed it in a way that I would enjoy the rest of them. Yeah, I it, I enjoyed it more than I remembered, and. I think I have a greater appreciation for what Abercrombie was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, on this on this or re-listen, I should say, I yeah, and I think that these you make a good point about the pacing. It's the most stuff definitely happens. Right. Yeah, I agree because we have, and and you know, there's a lot of development from uh, beginning to end, um, particularly with uh, Giselle and with Logan, I would say, um, in terms of like where they are at the start versus where they are at the end are two very different places and states to be in. I would agree with that because the other... The rest of our point of view characters don't really change fundamentally a ton, even if their circumstances do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Glockta being the the big main, yeah the main one, um, which I don't know. I mean, he's clearly supposed to be our you know villainous protag, um, probably the most so. Um, but yeah, I I guess I have a hard time going back on him as a villain, um, because there are just others who fill that, fill that role much more. (laughs) We will have a very nice, a very nice discussion about this later, I am sure. Yeah. But agreed in that I, I even have a difficult time referring to Glock. Uh, as villainous because he he's does bad 
he does a lot of he causes a lot of harm to a lot of people mm-hmm. but they're usually not well and i I think we're we're going to also be having a lot of meta discussions about grimdark and what that means. But meta discussions, yeah. us? Yeah, uh, yeah. So Glockta causes a lot of harm to people, but a lot of those people are not good people. Right. And the harm and uh, and it's usually toward an end that's that an end that is better than the alternative and mm-hmm. i think that's my i think that's my overarching my overarching comment i would say about a lot of the main characters and the decisions they make is none of none of them are really good people other than west and yeah I would hear arguments for Dogman and Logan. That's a very big. Dis- you could have a, a debate about Logan with that. And I hope we do too. Right? Yeah. Uh, but like West is the only one where I'm like, yeah, you are definitely like you are a very like solid person. And, and even he committed treason in the last. But right. yes, yes. Uh, and I think the common theme with all of that is that the reason they are protagonists. And that you're still, or at least I found myself still rooting for them, was that their actions were still better than the alternatives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I can see that for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, in most cases. Right. So we have a, a couple of different, uh, a few different starting points um, going off of uh, before before we are hanged, um, the most kind of the, the largest one being the, um, the, the death of both of the princes. And, you know, so there is not going to be an error upon the King's death. And then who, who among us didn't think that the King was going to die in the first 10 seconds of the book? <laughs> yeah, he, he was not. Yeah, he was not lasting past chapter like five or or mm-hmm. his first, yeah, <laughs> the first or second time we saw him. And so we have the uh, open council uh, election, which which uh, Baez uses to sneak Jazal in, and a lot of stuff falls into place after that. Um, and it's especially the moment of the king embracing Jazal. At the at the in the first yes. book as his son, and I'm like he he told us straight up what, what who he was, and we just didn't care. There's a lot of as we'll get into a lot of surprisingly good not surprisingly I should say but there's a lot of good foreshadowing. Yeah, there was a lot of good foreshadowing. Uh, and, and, and yeah, yeah, we'll leave it at that for now. Yeah, and. Uh... And 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 Baez, understanding now why Baez rigged the um, the contest, uh, right, rigged the contest and did everything else to make uh, Giselle look good. Um, most particularly, um, planting someone to start an entire rebellion among the common folk, only for him to. Turn on them in the last minute. 
That's the big one because the other situations that Baez uses to manipulate either the situation or Gisal to be the figure that Baez wants him to be or at least look like mm-hmm. are like a, a lot of them are actual situations that are real and need a resolution. Whereas Baez literally created this situation out of nowhere specifically for this purpose. Right. Just to, and I mean, maybe he kind of wanted them all, but you get the sense that he's practicing some redundancy here where it's like, okay, what if, you know, we, we can't even take the trip out to the edge of the world. So I can't even lie about it. So it's, it's like a backup to the backup to the backup as far as like having a basis for some myths, myth making with, with, with the figure of Giselle. Yes. Yes. I do, I really enjoyed the entire, the entire election storyline. Particularly the, every time we see, basically how Galacta and, and Salt and Morovia and how all of their different people play off against each other. Right. And, and that that was like I found really enjoyable to read. Agreed. Um, if if even if it like it's very it's cynical, but it's the entire storyline is cynical, but it's very in line with what Abercrombie is trying to do. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that was, it was totally expected. Um, I I really like how I I forget. Um, Marovia's minion's name. I forget um, who who Glockta's direct competition is, but the, the fact that he was so much, you, you know, it was always a step ahead of him in terms of like reaching certain key players. But then, at the moment that he tried to play Glockta's game, like the the Inquisitor's game of of like of violence, basically is when he just utterly collapses completely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like, what are, you, what are you doing? Why are you... <laughs> yes. Why are you going... Why are you going there? <laughs> yes, as... as uh, Because they're all... They're, they, uh, Morovia's minion is playing in the same realm as Glockto when they're doing the political manipulations and trying to bribe... Or strong arm different polit- different open council members, but that's a yeah that's a violence situation, and ironically is that we talked about Glockta is not Glockta is not going to lose that vi- particular violence situation. No, no, yeah, he has he has he has too many allies that are very very good at it. Yeah, and I, I want to re. I think I mentioned this in the last episode, but I, I I want to reiterate just how how much I I like the fact that Glockta he is like my favorite character in the at least in the, in this trilogy in terms of just how unique he is in the genre. Mm-hmm. But what I what I appreciate about him is that he's never going to solve his problems with by punching or stabbing his way out of them. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he he does, ironically, in this. 
he's he in does. this book. He but, does. But, but after so much, after everyone else's, like all, all like he, but he was able to do that because he manipulates the situation such that someone is more helpless than he is if he's winning. And, there, and there's a reason we haven't seen haven't seen it until now. It's, it's, it, it really is a last resort. And I mean, violence in a completely different sense is 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 an important part of what he does. But it oh. is always um, it's it's never acts on its own. Right. He is not an action hero, and that's what makes. Like like when you read this like the situation with Morovia's minion, what made that so interesting is knowing that Glotta can't punch his way out of this, and so he has to do something else. And it's that something else is there's usually a few options he will typically go with, but it's it's going to be something creative that you that we won't entirely. It, it's difficult to entirely predict. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. But yeah, that's that's pretty much what he's up to there. Um, in in terms of how this all changes Jazal's life, um, that I I <laughs> I love the because um, because he's with Artie, and there's the the whole thing of like. You know that he's just like going in to resign, and it's just—it's just watching a train crash, where in slow motion, where he, like you know that he's not going to get what he wants, but then, but then the problem is it's because of it's because of him that he's not able to just cut the tie and walk away. Yes, it's—he it, does that because because he has been manipulated in many ways for a long time, but there are a couple of key moments in this book in particular where he digs his own grave. Uh, yes, agreed. Yes. Uh, yeah. But I think maybe less, yeah, the, he's, he does, but I do think, and, and so just to be, to make this clear, so Jazal becomes king and yeah. because he is the bastard son of uh, of, of the king um, and and so yeah so but I do think that a, a lot of there's le there's less that's under his control there are more things that are not under his control than are in general I think there are, are uh, more things not under his control yes I, I think so Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Which is why I say that it's 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 only a couple times, but they are key. But they are key moments, um, and one of them is um, not and is is not rejecting the promotion that he gets because he goes in to resign and they give him a promotion and he could have just walked out and gone back to RV. Yes. That's, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I like the moment. The I like the line of when she's. It's like a, a time when she's. I think it was in this book and not the last book where it's like where she's, where she where she's naked for basically the first time for him. And he's like, well, he might have been a changed man, but he was still a man. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. 
And he just, yeah, he just, uh, yeah, he loses perspective and throws that away. And uh, now he's with, uh, and then he gets with Therese. He gets married off to Therese. Oh, yes. One of the other, one of many situations very much outside of his, well, outside of his control until he does the best he can. Right. He does he does uh draw a line in the sand, which I I like how it was because yeah, he basically um uh puts his foot down not in this cuz they're not they're not intimate at all. Uh but it's not in terms of that, but at least like you need to listen to me in terms of like how you're perceived because she wants to run away from the city and he's like no you're not going to do that um it's it's interesting to me how that that probably came out not so much as like this is the kind of person i need to be and more just out of pure frustration that you know this is the this is the only way that i this is the only tool that i have is the perception of me as this as this king and i and by golly i'm gonna use it and that comes up again. That, yeah, and it is that frustration. And that comes out again in the first situation where where he wants to pre- really present, hey, I'm the king, when they're, the first small council meeting, which I kind of, I, I did feel a little bad for him when, as he's, and I think Abercrombie did a really good job of writing that, of making him sympathetic in that scene where uh, he's basically, Everyone's basically walking all over him and basically ignoring him, uh, and and he and he eventually reaches that breaking point where he's frustrated and he basically says, "I'm the king. We're gonna." And it is a temper tantrum, and it's not good, but it works. He gets it's part of how he gets West to become Lord Marshal, and right. and and Baez approves of it because it's. It's less manipulating that Baez has to do, <laughs> right? To get people to to at least pretend to listen to Giselle. As long as long as one, the tantrums don't get um, so uh, often that they lose their their effect, and two, that it's never ever directed at him. Oh yes, and we'll <laughs> um, it, we're gonna need like a half hour just for the last like four chapters of the book. <laughs> Probably <laughs> uh, true. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. yeah. I was I was talking, when I said that there was that other um, time that he shot himself in the foot, um, I was I was referring to his decision to actually go through with the battle with the Gurkish. And I know that's a lot later. Um, but oh, okay. that's, that's another time where I, where I was like, well, I mean, I I didn't know how to feel about it at the time, but then later I was like, man, it would have been a lot better if you'd taken that deal. <laughs> Wait, remind me what the deal was. He said, you, we, we just, we want Baez. You deliver by now. That might not have been an easy thing to do, but still, if you um, deliver Baez to us, um, then we will just you, you'll just be a, like a vassal of ours and we will not invade the city just surrender and particularly give us bias and no one dies oh that's right yes well yeah 
now have Except your... Except Baez, maybe. Yes. Hopefully. And that would have had a lot more uh, consequences than anyone could have possibly imagined. <laughs> <laughs> what if he had done that instead? Yes. Yes. If he had handed by, although I don't know if what Baez would have done, probably tried to flee. Most likely. Um, but he, you know, there's nowhere that he could go where he would, uh, I mean, he would try to hide, I guess. Um, Right, I mean, his only option, like, if he were really desperate, he would have needed to use the seed, but he needs Pharaoh for that. And they they at least, it seemed like they needed a little bit of charge-up time, so to speak, (laughs) when they actually used it. Yeah. But then maybe, you know, just kind of assuming that, you know, they're able to cobble up some way to keep him from leaving the city, and then he... It has to deal with the exact same problems, but without an army ar- around him to, yes. to, to to take some of the brunt. It's just basically there's two armies and the eaters, the, the hundred words and all that stuff coming after him all at once. I think he would have been a bad, had a bad time. Yeah, he he would not. Yeah, without without the seed, he wouldn't. And Pharaoh and the army, he. I mean having no knowledge of anything that happens past this. So I don't know if he has other abilities or something that would help him. He probably would have been killed yeah. or certainly restrained or defeated in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as, was there anything you wanted to bring up about what we've talked so far? First of all, on, Nothing, yeah, nothing, I've, nothing that we've done, so, oh, nothing, uh, oh my gosh, nothing else oh, yeah. from what we've talked about so far. Right. Okay. Um, Should we talk about the North? Well, um, or, the, as far as Glockta goes, um, you know, this you is want to sh- go ahead. still in Adwa, um, I was thinking about, like, the, that there, again, was not a lot, there's a super lot going on with Galacta, but, uh, except for the betrayal by both of the practicals. That, yeah, I, that was, Frost was the one that was more surprising. Yeah, well, here's how it went for me, I think. I was like, okay, so one of them is, um, has betrayed him. The it's the obvious one is Severard, right? So I think that it's Frost. So mm-hmm. then when Sever so then when Severard um, told on himself, it started to occur to me that maybe it was both of them, and it didn't end up being both of them. Which which fits? Yeah. Yeah that that whole yeah that whole sequence yeah no, I agree the Glockta doesn't have a ton to do for a lot of the book but what he does get to do is he's in some really good scenes yeah I agree yeah and that that would include it and everything subsequent the uh, promotion of uh, is it does he make it Costco that he makes the um the practical 
Yeah, probably. I mean, I yeah, he's gonna. He's like, I, I, I like how he's, you know, he's he's uses uses Costco so much, and he's like, well, you know, this this is the this is the standard of things. This is this um obviously disloyal person is one of the most trustworthy people that I have because I can. It, it makes me think of the the uh, the Jack Sparrow line of you can always trust a dishonest dishonest man to be dishonest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, it's yeah. Um, what do we? How do we? How do we feel about Glockta and Artie ending up together? I don't. I don't know. I don't really have thoughts about it. I mean, it's. Ha- I mean, happy that Glock. I don't. I guess happy that Glockta has a person, and happy that Artie doesn't have to worry about material stuff but I don't, other than that I don't really have particular thoughts or feelings yeah I mean I got the sense that um, it really was a a gesture of um, good g- good faith to you know just ch- to shield her from everything that might have gone on um, uh most specifically as a as just continuing to carry out um west's wishes yes that's how i interpreted it as well. right and you know if she she was um it was it would have been complicated for her to um be involved with jezzle again even if she'd wanted to um so yeah, I, th- I think it's it it's a re- really really weird kind of sweet on yes. on both ends. How she is is strangely devoted to helping him out with all of his physical ailments, and and how he's doing it as a gesture of of uh, of just helping her out. Yeah, it's yeah. I I no, I agree with that. I don't I don't really have a ton else to add. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, we can go. We can go up to the north at this point. Yes. Uh, and then we'll come back south. <laughs> I. Oh well. First, I I really like how West pits Polder and Croy against each other. Oh, it's brilliant! I and I, I really, I just love how it was written and mm-hmm. how like the the how Abercrombie uses and he and there's something really cool he does with this in the climax that I'll talk about later. But he he uses how he uses repetition. So like he basically has the exact same conversation with Polder and Croy, right. and I like that we see it care like that we actually see it played out. Yeah, <laughs> with both of them. And it's there's something that I I just really liked how that was written. It was yeah, and it, it was definitely necessary to do that way. Um, though I also liked how it was it was just different enough to cater to their differing personalities as well. Yes. Um, even though it was it was saying pretty much the same thing and it was playing on the same basic insecurity. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that was that was important. Like there was there was a lot of things that had to go right 
in order for them to um, uh, rally in spite of Burr's death and make it over to um, the Holmes to Holmes, to, to Holmes <laughs> Yes, thank you, thank you. The exact name of it was was escaping me. Oh, uh, it's Chromax's. It has a name, but Chromax's Keep. Yeah, I refer to it as. <laughs> What a fun character Chromac is. There, I swear there's someone that I'm thinking of that's similar to him. Maybe it just is him that I'm half remembering. Um, Craster? Yes. Yeah, although that's like very different. Oh, well, he's, 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 Craster is way worse. Yeah, like Craster's like a, Craster's like a villain, whereas Chromax is not great person but again better than any of the al- the alternatives that they have or team that team logan has at least yeah some combination of craster and and Tormund. hmm yeah I, that's yeah. a good way of putting it i think yeah i would say i would say enough game of thrones talk but that's never gonna happen no <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. I did, yeah, it really, it's funny because this is a, it's the closest we, I mean, we, there are there are Lord of the Rings parallels throughout, uh, particularly with the, getting the Fellowship-esque stuff with the party in book two, and then with this being Helm's Deep, uh, but it's Helm's Deep, except we also get Gandalf slash Rohan's uh, perspective <laughs> with West in the um, in the Union troops. Yeah, that's right. Um, and uh, unless you count like some minor things, like like Helm's Deep getting blown up or, or Haldir getting killed, um, there's not a ton of consequences for the the Rohirrim arriving when they did, um, whereas the fact that they were delayed does have um, some impact with Logan. Um, yes, particularly killing killing uh, yeah yeah having the bloody nine come out at all, um, and and uh, killing Tol 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 Duru. Um, it, the bloody nine it was it was really kind of telling that the bloody nine came out. Um, is it right before, before? T- was it maybe I, four I, times in this one book? Four. It um, might have been. It might have been only three. I'm thinking three that I can think of, but maybe it is, and I'm just not. No, I, I, no, I think you're right. I think it's three because it's um this the, this the duel, and then in the Adur battle, right. Unless I'm missing one. No, yeah, I think, and I think that's I think that's it. Yeah, but this was the most con- well for for Logan's character the most consequential because he kills his friend, <laughs> right? And he doesn't he doesn't even really remember that, but he like. I don't know. Is it something maybe just like impressions or like lingering dull emotions that let him know that 
I don't remember it happening, but it, I'm pretty sure it did. Yes. Yeah. You know, like being being drunk and being like, I, you know, that's that I'm, seems vaguely familiar. Yeah, I might have done that. I think I, yeah, I, I might have. I think I did, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, I. There is there is a serious and purposeful regression of Logan's character in this book. Um, and I've been struggling with how I feel about it um, and whether I think it's entirely justified. Because, I, you know, my impression of it is someone who, like, falls back into a sort of... Best way to say it is just like an old way of life and worst way to say it is like a kind of addiction of, you know... Uh, feeling comfort, uh, feeling a weird kind of comfortable in the skin of uh, this incredibly feared figure. No, no, no pun intended with feared, <laughs> but, but, but as this um, as this kind of imposing figure um, that he we have gotten to know him and we know he isn't truly, but he just feels so compelled to meet that meet that need and some and some of it is in self-preservation like i have to kind of be this person or everything that i've already done is going to get me killed um but it's just it's such a shame that she he can't seem to hold on to uh, really any of the growth that he experienced in the previous books that's the way it seems to me i can see that i think so i think that this gets to this gets starts getting into some of the how you define grimdark and this is admittedly the only grimdark that i have read i mean unless you count depending on how much you count martin i don't really i wouldn't count martin for what i'm going to talk about now but i think and, and this is not entirely I think it's in part like one Logan's regression in that in, in this sense is one of the reasons that it's grimdark. Like it's not about the violence. Like as a lot of books are violent, it's it's it, it's more about character decisions and do they or do they not actually change, and when they do achieve or when often when they do achieve their aims or goals. It's basically all for nothing. I think that makes sense, but because when you when you think about what what narrative offers us and, and and promises us most of the time, it's not that it's going to be an easy road, sunshine and roses, no violence. So if that's not as much of a disturbing thing in a narrative sense to fill fill your story with that. It's more disturbing to say this this entire exercise that we have in exploring how many different ways that people can change and grow is ultimately meaningless. Right, and, and very different from, I mean, I don't read much, if any, horror, uh, but 
very different from that where the it's dark and the darkness and like the environment is what makes it like horror whereas and the next example with, is, is with logan when he's talking with bethod and bethod's saying like oh well what do you mean it's all my fault you didn't want to stop fighting you that was a to great exchange yeah i that was a great scene and yeah he it's yeah, like you, the, like I, I'm the king, but you're the one who put me here, and in large part because you wanted, you couldn't stop, and he was right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we we don't get flashbacks to that, but we have no reason to believe that Bethod's lying, right? Because well, Lo- Logan is, is, agrees, agrees, yeah, in his hard parts, he agrees. Yeah, so. Yeah, I suppose that it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's a feature of the genre or subgenre for him to stumble that hard. But um, of the three main characters, he had definitely um, been the most, most good, not in terms of what he had or hadn't done, but in terms of his outlook on life and what he was trying to make of his present life. Um, yes. And because so also all that stuff about, um, you know, I, I, I had this impression of him, you know, because all of the dog man and all of the other Carls that were under him talked about him as though they, um, I, I read it as they, you know, they missed him and, and felt, and felt uh, very different without him as a leader. Um, and then, especially on the quest with Jazal and the others, him, you know, thinking about, and with Pharaoh, like, how can I um, kind of bring these people into the fold? How can I be friends with the folks that I'm stuck with? And so that all came together to create a picture of him as, like, this natural leader who wanted to make the best of all his situations. And then that just kind of all crumbled as soon as we actually saw him in the context of the North. And it, it, it just was not, that wasn't reality. At least, yeah. at least not anymore. No. And, the, and now I did love the fight with him in the field. I thought it was oh, so, God, yeah. so, such a cool sequence. Like, and, mm-hmm. and, but that, even that fight, is Logan back to being who he was before? Now he's doing it for a much again, and going back to better than the alternative, which is Bethod. But it's still this is what he was trying to avoid, and he has to do it again. And he he and he has to embrace it because he can't he can't do a ha- like he can't halfway go into this duel with the feared. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and halfway go into challenging Bethod either, yes. because the first half is beating him. The second half is apparently, it becomes abundantly clear, is taking its place. Because the, 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 the conquest of it all had already happened and wasn't going to unhappen very easily. Yeah, I was initially a little bit surprised at how just quickly 
it transitioned from, okay, fight's done. I'm taking my reward, and my reward is I get to bash your head against the wall. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, at least just how quickly that, how quickly and kind of matter-of-factly that happened. Uh, it makes sense to me because his blood was up. Um, his head, I think he, yeah, he'd come down from being bloody nine. His his head was clear. Um, and this was, it's all like he saw the moment and he just kind of, you know, followed the motions almost like a puppet. Maybe because if he didn't go through with it, then everything was worthless. That yeah, like it it it, to- it definitely works with how it played out. But yeah, and that, and and that's a good point of if he do- he's the at least with everyone the whole the crowd of the North and the Union looking on, he's the one that has to do this because he's the one that won. Yeah, and with the one with the reputation. Uh, I also liked at least with the setup of the fight. It's. Cl- you look back and it's clearly been being built up for two and a half books that they're going to going to fight, but it's not necessarily a rivalry where, where like, where you're thinking from book one, I can't like, I can't wait until Logan faces the feared, but because you don't know that Logan's going to end up back nor up North, but when it, when it starts to, to become clear that they are going to fight it, I at least had a, oh, well, of course, this is the matchup that was going to happen. Right, yeah. As, yeah, as soon as we saw what the fear was made of, we were like, oh, this this has got to happen. But it was in the sense of a you know, matchup of, of like two quarterbacks um, or UFC fighters where it, when you get right down to it, it's like, I don't know this guy. I got nothing against this guy. It's, it's you, all you crazy crazy people that want who just want to throw right. us against each other right. and see who who doesn't die or who doesn't yeah. lose who doesn't die yeah also interesting that west uh cheats a bit that he like doesn't he slot he either yeah he, he takes yeah he takes off the um calf guard strap or, yeah yeah um yeah yeah and it's and to kind of uh bring it back to like how they're seated and, and and whatnot is between that and um, him eventually losing the witch. Um, the the fear was the was the stronger of that fight, which we suspected because he oh, was yeah. like this yes. crazy magic up person, whereas the bloody nine is just a, a dude with no qualms whatsoever. Right? Yeah. Like like yeah. Logan doesn't win without. I mean, in particular, the witch dying, right? And and it was uh, that that um, witch thing was was cool, um, and, and it was kind of horrifying to see like Grin and Dogman like like Dogman be like, "Oh, you're gonna kill your friend now." And Dogman's like, "Okay," and Grin's like, "Here you go. Here's I mean, I'll make it easy for you." Um, and then, but then Black Dow's just not in the scene, and it's just like I, I know that he's just like behind her, ready to chop her head off. <laughs> That's a good point. I, yeah, I I didn't catch that that Dow was not in the scene, but it makes sense. Yeah. Anything else about the North? Yeah. Not that I can, not that I can think of in particular. Uh, I yeah. 
Uh, all right. So let's talk about the House of the Maker and Baez and the Seed and all that. Oh yes. So first stuff. of all, so I first of all I completely forgot that. So I vaguely remembered there was a woman involved that they fought in the House of the Maker, but I forgot yeah. the specifics. So uh -huh. you were completely correct with your theories about Quay being strange. <laughs> um, yeah. And I I was not. And yeah, so. Yeah, yeah they he have their, a total 180. Yeah. And yeah, and here's our big magic battle for the series. Yeah, I guess it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's an it's a interesting. I mean, it's it's the the funny thing about it is like it it, it was it was cool. Um, the what definitely affects it is the fact that sometimes when you want to see how magic works, um, you want to see how it impacts familiar things. Yeah. And since it is in that weird house, um, it's a little like, what's the what is the magic doing? What is the house doing? How 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 is this really all coming together? That's a good point, and we don't really see a ton of that. Yeah, and it's okay. Like this this late in the series, I don't particularly mind not being able to parse that out. I could I kind of just want a, a weird frenzied magic fight scene. No, yeah, I I would agree with that. And the main point of the scene is more about the relationships between Baez and, uh, oh my gosh, the Maker's daughter. Yeah, what's her name? Yep. Yeah, I, I good old what's her name? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, her and uh, Yulwe. Uh, right. And also the fact that the fight ends because Baez seals Yulwe in there with her. Right. Is an, another grim dark. That's another grim dark thing. I think. Yeah. Where they win, but it's not because of self sacrifice. It was selfish sacrifice on Bias's part. Mm-hmm. I to say like, yeah, this does, this does work out, and and that is like you know it contributes to the the moral message, which you know you can kind of have an anti moral message in a sense, and this one is that. You know, being, you know, being being selfish can work. Can work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a ton. Oh, I like that it was from that we got a lot of that. That was mostly, I think, if not entirely, then mostly from Pharaoh's point of view. Mm -hmm. Just to just to see how she describes. Or how she sees all the magic stuff happening. Right. And, the, and that's another contributor to not knowing exactly what's happening. Um, because, well, I mean, for one thing, we, we'd never gotten, we'd never gotten a, um, a, a point of view from anyone else who was there. So it, 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 it made sense in that way. Um, but that also meant that we weren't like, bogged down with like understandings of magic that would have um impacted the pace of the fight but yeah that's a good point yeah that's a good point because that could have dragged it down a bit yeah or s slowed it down i should say so then you know bit by bit that's kind of the first 
clue of, of things to come. But then bit by bit, Baez just uh, more and more <laughs> just just ratchets up the hate. It's so funny because I, for some reason, I don't remember having that, like, how I've read this or what I've got from this this time is very different than I I think all the bias stuff is hitting harder and I'm thinking about it more mm-hmm. that like how yeah just how bad he is yeah he is he is really something I mean um as far as like kind of the selfish sacrifice I kept thinking back to his line about you know their rules are for children and the only uh, crime in, in war is to lose. Who does he, who does he, who does he say that to? Um, Pharaoh, I think? Probably Pharaoh Gisal or... Um, I or or, 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 Gla- or Glocka. That's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm not sure, but yeah, he he uh, wouldn't wouldn't be a, a, a big fan of the of the Geneva Convention. Let's just put it that uh, way. He he would. Well, he he would be financing. I don't, I don't know. Uh, private security companies to while he's paying off different government officials and various governments to <laughs> to like to basically do his specific political agenda yeah for whatever country he's operating in yeah yeah and yes it's a it's a frightening way for a for a villain to operate for sure yeah um yeah and this in particular more than anything else in the book this is the, the this is the grimdark this is i think and, and so i i am i i i have to credit Kiptown from the legendarium green team podcasts slash conversations on the discord mm. the discord about this but this is where the, the grimdark being about endings and hmm. so, so you have all these conversations at the end with Bias where he vil- is basically villain monologuing, and no, and you, the reader realizing no matter what the characters would have done, Bias was going to win, and yeah, but basically it was all for naught. And Glockta is like the real. Glockta is the best example of this, where Glockta is the one that sees the bigger picture better than everybody, but Bias makes him think, oh my gosh, we're all just little chess pieces that he's playing around with. Right. Yeah, so so you're saying that, like, because what comes to mind is, um, yeah, I think it was like, uh, the animator Don Bluth that said, you can put whatever whatever horrors you really want in a children's movie as long as you stick a happy ending on it i could see god and you know that's that's kind of to your point of 
um, what really distinguishes what makes an entire story grim dark is the fact that it it in the ways that matter it doesn't get better when when it comes to a close right yeah like all of their victories are hollow mm-hmm. like yes they other than the fact that they did uh that they did rebel the Gurkish, repel the Gurkish. Yeah. and for all intents and purposes the Gurkish like living in Gurkle would be worse than living in the union like that's that but but that being said it doesn't really matter because bias well and even that's a, that's a reflection of because you have at the end you have bias who's effectively controlling the who's controlling the union and and a lot of northern stuff some northern stuff maybe and he's doing that through basically modern like the bank is the big one uh mm-hmm. th- that was a great moment when Clocked asks him, "Am I talking to Mister Valent or Mister Bulk?" And it's well, both actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's basically basically like Bias is using money and political manipulation to maintain his power, whereas with the Gurkish Emperor or well, the Prophet with Kalul, it's all that's the much more brute force totalitarian. It's totalitarian, but everyone's there's no illusions about what that what what's going on in Gurkle. So right. it's it's just interesting how you have Bias and Kalul are the main, at least to my knowledge and interpretation, opposing powers in this world, and they're both kind of tyrants of a sort, or certainly. Uh, I guess I wouldn't use the word tyrant for bias because he's not directly involved enough uh, to really care, but like there's still these two opposing powers that are just using different methods to retain that and hold on to that power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and there there was no like good ending <laughs> for, for 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 any like there were there weren't any good options. Um, at, at really any point in the story for for everyone as a whole. Um, it's just more bad luck follows more bad luck. You know? It's a, you Even, know. And West, the only good character is, I don't know if he's dead or dead, but he's dying by the end of the book. Right. I mean, and any, and he, he would, even if he wasn't dead at the end of the book, he would be dead for any, like, Anything that came, anything major that came after it, yeah. like you set the story even a little bit at, after the end, and he's not there. Oh, that's pretty yeah. clear. Yeah, it was pretty interesting to hear Bias to hear his whole basically monologue to Neglocta, and yeah, it's so um, it was just so interesting how all of that played out yeah uh, oh well um, yeah and the, oh, and the other sorry one more comment on that is he mm-hmm. when he's talking to pharaoh it's he i forget the exact phrase but he's basically says i decide who's right because i'm in power he basically tells her that mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's that that's the most direct 
the most direct grimdark uh, statement. Yeah, I'd say is I mean the whole of all, all of his conversations with the various people at the end, but that line in particular is okay. Yeah, you. There's no illusions about at least at least he has no illusions about what's going on. Yeah, you are a uh, you are a naturalist. <laughs> that is that is clear. It's almost another way to say grim dark in a fantasy setting. Just natural naturalist fantasy. <laughs> naturalist fantasy. That's funny. Well, that's. I think that's all I have to say about it. What about um, you? I did want to. This is a really fun style thing that I really liked that Abercrombie did. So mm-hmm. during the towards the final phase of the Battle of Adrua. Uh, okay, sorry, sorry. No, during the Battle of Adrua, the final phase of a given point of view is the opening phase of, phrase of the next point of view. And I really liked how he did that. Uh, yeah, that can be effective. Yeah, like at least, at least in this context, since everyone was so... You know the situation, they're in a battle sequence that is going varying degrees of bad and not and good depending on when in the battle you are. So it's just funny to see or I thought it was effective to see how those that same phrase is applied with different characters or or narrators saying them uh in sequence, but in different contexts. Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, I agree with that. I think it's a, you know, it's it, it stands out, but it, 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 it can be uh, grounding in a way. Yeah, uh, I did also in general like uh, the sense of threat that the the eaters created as they're entering the Egriants to face Baez and Pharaoh. Yeah, uh, just that, that he did a really good job of, uh, in general, of just, just of just creating an environment of threat and creepiness with the eaters, right? Getting and get just getting the sense that yeah, whatever you're talking about that the seed does is it seems like it's really necessary because these guys are just unstoppable. Yeah, yeah, that's all I have for the book. All right, and we are we hit an hour with that last comment. So cool. Uh, do you have anything else on the series as a whole? Um, no, nah, I think I, I think you know it, it was a, a a fun, gripping read where there was a lot of good stuff happening. Um, as far as a, a narrative, it didn't didn't leave too much of a lasting impression on me, I guess, just because, you know, he's, he's doing some interesting stuff, but, um, it is, it's in a, in a very basic sense, it's not satisfying, I suppose, um, emotionally, um, which is, which is by design, of course, but, um, yeah, I just, I, after, after a certain point, I was just kind of like, that yeah, that story happened, and this was good and this was bad. Um, but it didn't it didn't uh, stick with me other than as a really fun read. That, no, that that that's understandable. 
Yeah, I yeah, I I think I'm getting more out of it now, thinking about the meta aspects of it and what in terms of like I, I like everything we discussed about why it's grimdark. I think is is now what I'm getting out of it. A, a lot of what I'm getting out of it, but yeah, I think that's I I think that's fair. It's it's not. It's not. Um, it's not my favorite series, nor will it ever probably rise to say like top five or something. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but but I I mean Glockda gets a just stand out for me in general. In terms of is a standout for me, just as a unique character that I don't think I've seen anyone like him i mean or at least done the way he's done yeah yeah he yeah he definitely has that going on for him yeah like Tyrion is the only parallel but that's different yeah they are um yeah it's almost like well it's weird there was like disfigurement that happened in both cases um but Glockta got um he has he has more similar he has more similarities with later Tyrion, I guess. Yeah. Yes, yes, I I agree with that. But uh barring anything else, um I think this is a good time to wrap up our uh first law series here on the Acolytes of Merlin. So we're your host, John. And Johnny. And we'll see you next time.